Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. For me, it's all been about becoming what I call passive-aggressive. So that's about being aggressive aggressive about creating passive income so that I get our time back so that we can then put it back into the things that we really enjoy and put it back into other things. Hi, it's share trader and journalist Caroline Stephen. Our guest on Talking Trading today is Bushy Martin, investor, author and founder of Know How Group, and the host of the Get Invested podcast. And today we hear part two of Bushy's interview on creating sustainable success and living by design and not by default. Last week, we discussed with Bushy his wealth vitamins and what they stood for. They were so good. And today, as you just heard in the clip, we discussed becoming passive aggressive. That is getting aggressive about your passive income. I love that phrase. We talk about the long game of investing and different strategies for different stages of your life to accrue wealth. Bushy gives his freedom numbers. He looks at cash flow versus growth and his highest highs and his lowest lows. Our unsung hero today is the very wonderful Peter Hunt. But before we go to Bushy and Peter, Louise Bedford recently wrote about the power of visualising and rehearsing mind movies for success in her July monthly newsletter. And Louise's story was so good, I wanted to share it here on TT. If you've ever doubted the power of mind movies, listen to this story. This is a snapshot of legendary swimmer Michael Phelps's 15th gold medal swim in the 100 metres butterfly at the London Olympics in 2012 you might recognise Bruce McAvaney's voice. Almost set for the 100 butterfly. Can Phelps do it again? He's in lane four. Away, so the last individual swim for the greatest Olympian of all time. In lane four, he wasn't first out. Dibler got a great start in lane seven, so lane six, seven and eight. Kavich is out hard. Phelps in front of Leclerc. We expected that. McGill's out hard. Nothing to panic about at this stage. Dibler is out fast. Underwater with Leclerc and Phelps. But Phelps is moving his way through okay at the moment. We know he has endurance and he's starting to find form as this competition goes on. He's seventh at the turn though and Kavich is in front. Leclerc was eighth at the turn. There's a lot to do for the champ. A whole lot to do. Dibler leads Kavich. Phelps, I don't know. Leclerc's coming home hard. Michael, I don't know. He's coming with a run with Dibler. It's going to be close as Dibler and Kavich and Leclerc. He's coming hard, Phelps. He's still a chance. He's a real big chance. Can he do it again? He hits it and he does. Remarkable. Stunning. 
Michael Phelps has won 23 world records for swimming. His coach, Bob Bowman, spotted his potential when he was in grade five, and he taught Michael to form complete mental visions of winning races. Bob called this the movie. You see, sports psychologists have discovered that mental practice triggers mirror neurons, and the same brain circuits are activated whether you're imagining the activity or you're actually doing the activity. Well, in 2008, both Michael and Bob were hoping for groundbreaking world records, and they had their movies all lined up. But in one race after the dive, Michael's goggles started filling up with water. By the time he was halfway through the race, he couldn't see anything. He was swimming blind. His eyes were stinging. It was a complete disaster. It turns out that Michael had become bored with his mental movies being so perfect, and he'd begun to play out disasters in his mind, every type of disaster imaginable, and he had replayed this exact scenario in his head. He knew it took 20 strokes to hit the wall. Swimming blind, he did it, and he won, and he got the gold medal, and he got the world record. It was a perfect swim. He had pre-rehearsed the obstacles and worked out ways around them. He was so focused on overcoming the worst case scenario. As Louise Bedford says in her newsletter, in life, in trading and investing, you have to be prepared for whatever comes up, especially during this time of COVID-19. Please subscribe to Louise's newsletters if you haven't already. They are full of these stories of positive inspiration. You can register at tradinggang.com.au. Now let's hear our unsung hero for the week, the very wonderful Peter Hunt. And then we'll hear part two of Bushy Martin's interview. Our unsung hero today is Peter Hunt. Peter Hunt has been a guest on Talking Trading in the past and he did our very first mentor program back in the year 2000. He's repeated the mentor program every single time we have run the course. Not only does he act as a senior trading buddy to guide new traders as they come into our trading community, he has also recently decided to leave his job. Watching his transition from having so many hours a day occupied to moving into his own freedom where he makes his own decisions and manages his own time has been one of Chris Tayton, my greatest joys. Peter Hunt, we are so proud of you. We've seen the changes you've made in your life. We've watched as your relationship with your beautiful wife, Meredith, has developed. We are so happy to have you in our inner circle of traders. And our hearts are filled every time we see you and we see the changes that you've made in your life over the past 20 or so years. What a pleasure it's been for us to be involved in shaping your trading future and seeing your trading dreams come to fruition. Peter Hunt, you are today's unsung hero. Hi, this is Dr. Barry Burns with Top Dog Trading, and I am a big fan and listen to Talking Trading. Every episode that comes out, I've subscribed, I've gone there, I'm listening, and I'm loving it, and you should too. And here is part two of our interview with Bushy Martin, investor, author, and the founder of Know How Group, 
and the host of the Get Invested podcast. We start today's interview talking about sustainable success and living by design and not by default. And, and I guess that folds into the living by design piece. Uh, and again, I, I call it living by design because I guess it, it leverages off my architectural roots. But uh, if you're really crystal clear on exactly how you want to live and what, what you want to achieve in life, and, and I mean, what does your perfect day, week, month, year look like? Then it's easy to monetize that because for, for me, Caroline, fulfillment comes by being able to give freely to others without expecting anything in return. And my mm. mission uh, since uh, you know, achieving a, a level of financial stability and success is to help others to do the same. And the reality is that you can only really achieve that sort of fulfillment if you've got freedom. And I'm talking freedom of time. And you can only have freedom of time if your income needs are being met without relying on you to do it. So uh, for me, it's all been about becoming what I call passive aggressive. So that's about being aggressive, aggressive about creating passive income so that I get our time back so that we can then put it back into the things that we really enjoy and put it back into other things. And once you've got some clarity around that component, then all you have to do is monetize it. So once, once you've uh, designed your ideal life, then it breaks down into what I call the freedom numbers. So the, the freedom numbers are just a really easy way to keep you on track with this. So uh, let's break it down. So the freedom numbers that there's, Five key components. There's your lifestyle income, your break-free timeline, your nest egg number, the gap, and then finally your freedom number. So let's say that my ideal lifestyle is about 250 grand a year, which gives us an opportunity to travel for three months of the year, uh, take plenty of time off to spend it with our dogs. I'm a mad hockey player and I love playing mm -hmm. piano. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we worked out early that 250 grand a year was what we needed to really give us a, a, a really enjoyable lifestyle. Now, when we first started trading investing 25 years ago, we wanted to be in that position in 20 years' time. We, we recognised that sustainable success was going to take that long. So 20 years became our break-free timeline. And then it's very easy to work out what your nest egg number needs to be from there because... If 250 grand a year in passive income is what we need, and assuming a 5% average return, then what we needed to create at that time was $5 million in income producing assets. And that's excluding mm. the family home. So that was, we knew pretty early that that was the target. So mm. when, when we worked that out, all we then needed to do was project where our current investments would end up at that stage if we didn't do anything different. And that stage our, our super, which is the only thing we had, was worth about 350 grand. And uh, projecting that forward over 20 years based on average growth rates, we, we were gonna end up with about a million dollars in super. And at a 5% return, that was only gonna give us 52 grand a year. So I was like, okay. So we knew the gap for us was 5 million minus 1 million, which is $4 million in income producing assets in 20 years. So we then cascaded that back though to work out what that meant in today's dollars once we took inflation out. So in simple terms, that four million became two million in income producing assets that we needed to create. And that meant that our total focus at that stage was on growth. And I, I talk about the, the capital growth 
the cash flow curve because there's a, a constant debate in investing and trading cycles about the difference between growth and cash flow. I, I don't think it's an or argument, it's an and argument. For me, it's about focusing on growth first. If your nest egg number is below what it needs to be to give you the passive income that's going to sustain your lifestyle, it's all about growth. Once your nest egg gets to that level, then it's all about cash flow. So your trading system and your investment style needs to focus on where you want to end up. And then if your nest egg isn't where it needs to be, focus on growth. So it's all about growth early on. And then when it hits that level, convert to cash flow. And, and the investment styles and the trading systems that you develop around that will change as you transition from the capital growth to cash flow curve. Does that make sense? It does. Can you tell us how, what proportion is your equities investing and your property investing? Yeah, so that's, that's changed over time. So yeah, and, and perhaps I'll take you on that journey very quickly. So early on, when I was burned out, broken and, and broke and, uh, and divorced for good measure in my early 30s. <laughs> it always uh, works like that, burnt out, broken. Isn't that funny? <laughs> they sort of go hand in hand, I think. And I, I often joke, I, I came out of my first marriage with my car and my cassettes. So that gives you a fair idea of how long ago it was. And uh, what I, was the uh, cassette? What was the music you were listening to? Oh uh, no, I won't embarrass myself for that. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've got a very broad range of, of music tastes, and I'm, I'm a, uh, a closet pianist. I, uh, I I'm still playing and learning piano, Caroline. So I uh, love my music, and I'm a I'm a, a karaoke king. I don't need to have a drink to grab a microphone and make a fool of myself uh, singing anywhere. I'm I'm uh, given the opportunity, but uh, uh, I, I keep, I, I got off track there. So coming back to uh, that exercise at that time, if I look at the journey we went through, when I had nothing, I needed to develop a, a float very quickly. So everything was about trading at that time. And I, I actually day traded for uh, the first couple of years. Mm -hmm. uh, because I effectively went from zero to uh, get enough to get into property. And then I moved into property at that stage because of the leverage factor. At, at, at that time, uh, the banks were happy to lend me a lot more money on property than I could achieve in a margin loan on equities. So I then leveraged into property very strongly. And uh, so th again, that initial investing was all about growth. Uh, our initial property investment was all about growth. But what's happened in the last few years, we've now transitioned into the cash flow stage. So a lot of my uh, trading now is more about dividend flow mm. and cash flow and mm. rationalizing the portfolio so that you know we've, we've gone down significantly on property and much more into shares, equities and managed funds. Mm. because uh, again I, I went from a day trader early on to a very much a passive trader now uh, because it's all about time I understand. so i want to preserve that nest egg uh, move it into tax effective cash flow and and then free myself up for time so that i can be putting it into things that we like doing like spending time with the dogs uh, getting out in the hockey hockey field and smacking the ball around and and twinkling the ivories playing the piano 
Twinkling the ivories. Are you an advocate of negative, neutral, or positive gearing in property? Yeah. So if we talk about property, I use neg- negative gearing early to create a positive, positive gear result. So that sounds a bit contrarian, but uh, because I'm an architect, uh, we focus on new build properties and, and not many people in the property game or property commentators do. And I think that's because they don't understand it and they haven't done much of it. But very cleverly orchestrated property, and that's as much about the structure and the strategy as anything, combined with new build, because there's still very significant incentives in terms of stamp duty and depreciation benefits that can be applied, means that you can use the negative gearing rulings to create a positive cash flow property. And that's that's exactly what we managed to do very effectively to build a pretty strong uh, property portfolio. Does that answer the question? It does. Bushy, what do you mean when you talk about your freedom numbers? Yeah, so that, those freedom numbers are of those five key numbers that we went through, Caroline. So your lifestyle income, your break-free timeline, the nest egg number, the gap, okay. and then your freedom number. So uh, it's really just tr- trying to create that compass. So the freedom numbers what we personally use and we help a a lot of other people use those freedom numbers to check themselves in. So, you know, you can apply those to look at where you're at now. And then if you do nothing differently, where are you going to end up? So we can apply some sort of average growth rates to shares, to super, to property, to cash, and very quickly paint a picture of where you're going to end up depending on what your break-free timeline is, how many years it is before you want to put yourself in that position. And then every time, every every year at least, we're revisiting those freedom numbers to see how we're tracking, how we're going against it. Has our portfolio grown to the size? Is it giving us the income stream we need? What changes do we need to make? Do we need to adjust that break-free timeline? Uh, it really starts to give you a very simple measuring scale to make sure that you're on track. And it's it's that accountability piece that I find that a lot of traders and investors don't spend much time in. And uh, if we constantly, it's the old story, you, you can't better what you don't measure. So the freedom numbers give you a very simple guide to, to really see where you're tracking and whether you need to make some adjustments to end up getting to where you want to. In your long and industrious professional and investing career. I'm sure you've had yeah. many highs. I'm sure you've had many lows as well. Can you pick one of each to give us a snapshot of your journey? Certainly. Now, let me start with the lows. Uh, the, uh, I guess the, the biggest low uh, was around that time that I spoke about when I ended up broken, burnt out and broke. Uh, that was a massive wake-up call for me, Caroline. Uh, and it's fair to say I learned more about myself. I, I call it my Howard Hughes years. Crawled into the cave <laughs> and um, <laughs> sort of retreated from the world for a couple of years. I, I actually used the masters. I did my masters in business at that time as an excuse to hide myself because I became a complete hermit because I'd lost my marriage. I'd pretty much lost my career. Uh, I really was burnt out because I'd been working for years, seven days a week. 12 hours a day and I I had Mm. probably the typical Australian dream at that time of working hard, having a good family, having a nice home, uh, putting money into super, paying the home off and then ticking off the bucket list when we stop work, which is pretty familiar and that all came to a a crumbling and ugly halt. So big wake up call at that stage, Caroline, 
But I, if I look back on it now, it was actually the best thing that ever happened to me, strangely enough, because it really forced me to look long and hard at myself. And, you know, I, I talk a lot about mirror time. Uh, I, I spent more time in counselling after our, my marriage went belly up than I did before because I really wanted to learn about myself, who I was, what my strengths and weaknesses are, and really get into the subconscious because what I found was that, you know, my conscious mind had all the right thoughts, but there was a lot of uh, wrong beliefs that were sabotaging me when it came to success. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I didn't believe I uh, deserved success. Uh, there, was a lot, there was a lot of self-esteem issues that were hidden behind, you know, the brave facade and uh, sort of coming to terms with that and then doing a lot of hard work from everything from hypnosis to, you know, you name it, to try and really smash through some of that uh, subconscious sabotage uh, was the most important step. So I, I guess it's that was both my lowest low, but the beginnings of my highest high. And I, I think the highest high... Uh, if we, we flick to the other end now, Caroline, is just having the blessing to be able to help others to uh, enjoy and start to put some shape around their own ideal lifestyle. I mean, we've, we've got the time now to be able to assist people do that. And I guess education is the key. Uh, you know, the, the first thing you've got to do in terms of investment is invest in your knowledge uh, before you invest in anything else. So we spend a lot of time time now through my books and the webinars that, that we uh, now produce to help educate people uh, so that, you know, they, they are in a position to start making informed decisions and then assisting them to, to go on their journey. So w what we now do with them is we actually partner with people to help them invest uh, and, and hence the reason for reaching out to, to uh, Chris and Louise and yourself because we have a very inclusive view that successful lifestyles are built on investing in shares and property. It's not a, not a or debate. It's an and debate. It's just a matter of when and, and what suits you, what, what fits with your personality, your sleep at night factor, and then surrounding yourself with the people that are going to help both of those work. So, so does that, that make it, sense? It absolutely makes sense. I loved your answer and your honesty. So if people want to find out more about you and what you offer, where do they go? Yeah, so two, two directions. Uh, our business is called Know How because we give you the know-how to make it happen. And we, we often say people uh, don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Oh. Uh, so our, our business is Know How. Uh, it's all about strategy. It's all about finance structuring, and then it's all about enabling you to uh, go on the investment journey. So, you know, what I'm excited about is that we've been searching for a, a reputable uh, a partner, really, that we can start to send people to that have a real interest in learning how to invest and trade the right way. So, you know, with yourself and Chris and Louise, uh, being able to uh, outsource uh, those clients that we've educated on the on the, the merits of the investment and trading principles to then come under your wing to help them that journey is is pretty exciting for us. So if you want to find out a bit about that education piece and what we do on that front, it's knowhowproperty.com.au or khgroup.com.au. 
Uh, if you want to sort of dig in a bit, bit more personally to me, it's bushymartin.com.au and you can find uh, our Get Invested podcast episodes there. And those, those episodes are really helping to people to start to live with intent rather than let life happen to them. Because let's face it, Caroline, every second of every minute of every day, every one of us is investing our time, our energy and our money in something. Unfortunately, many Australians are doing it unconsciously. I want to help people to open their eyes to start doing that consciously and to live by design, not by default. Bushy, I think next time I'm in Melbourne, you, Louise, Chris and I all meet up for lunch or a drink and we all powwow. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Brilliant. Thanks, Caroline. hope you enjoyed part two of Bushy Martin's interview. He's a great guy, isn't he? Next week, we hear from Peter Harrigan from San Francisco on investing. I'm Caroline Stephen. Take care. As always, if you like this show, please be sure to tell a friend. This is super important because word of mouth is the most powerful way that people can get in touch with us. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcast and make sure you give us a big fat five-star review because it helps people find us. You'll also notice that Talking Trading doesn't use sponsors and barely advertisers. This is because Chris Tate and Louise Bedford fund this show from tradinggame.com.au. If you'd like to get Louise's five-part free e-course, register at tradinggame.com.au. So until next week... Happy trading. The views represented on Talking Trading are generally nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regards to your own situation.